0: Hi everyone, you're listening to Something Real. The upcoming message this week is called Be Reconciled. So this is kind of a little preview of that. Uh, We'll touch on what we're going to discuss on Sunday. We're still in Luke. uh, So be sure to listen in on Sunday. The podcast will be posted here uh, later in the afternoon. And then again on Tuesday, we'll dive into a deeper discussion of that. So as always, if you want to join the discussion, feel free to email us. Uh, If you use the Anchor app to listen to our podcast, you can leave a a voicemail message right on there, which is really cool. Or if you uh, want to join us for our live live stream on tuesday mornings at 10 a.m eastern time uh ish uh feel free to do that as well and you can ask questions live which is pretty neat so in the meantime enjoy this episode okay so first of all uh, i want to apologize to everybody for not doing our tuesday podcast i told you i wanted to uh Dig my eye out with an ice cream scoop. (laughs) Good times. And your advice was to make sure the ice cream scoop was sharp. Yeah, it
1: seemed to be sickness going through our whole community, all sorts of people getting hammered with things.
0: But we are back, and we are... And you have both eyes. I have both eyes, so that's a plus. And we are moving forward, so do you want to start us off with what we're going to be talking about this week? Yeah,
1: we're still... We're picking up the end of Luke chapter 12, and we've been uh, working through uh, this... um, This gathering time, I guess you could call it a sermon. He's speaking to the crowds. And um, from the beginning of 12, we see this massive crowd. And and Jesus starts out by addressing his disciples and uh, challenges them to watch out for their own hypocrisy growing in themselves of uh, fear of man versus fear of God. And then he speaks to the crowd um, about greed and about worry, about provision, uh, trusting God and, and really getting our mind off of our earthly concerns and focused on uh, the reality that God not only protects us, not only that He judges us and, and is able to judge us much more harshly. It's interesting. He it starts there. You know that don't don't fear those who can kill the body, but fear those fear the one who, after the body has been right, killed, right. can throw you into hell. Right. So he starts not with this warm God is love. Let's all you know get together, kumbaya, gather on the fire. Uh, but understand, yes, I understand why you're fearful of all these people. But fear God, right? Because he will destroy you for eternity. Right. Uh, that's not exactly the welcoming, inclusive <laughs> kind of message that we like Ooh. to portray today. Right. But that really lays a foundation for everything we're going to see from. Uh, to you know, through chapter twelve into what we see today, heading into chapter thirteen, and even uh, e- even continuing past what we get to today, um, you know, at the end of thirteen, he, he is overwhelmed with sorrow uh, at Jerusalem not responding to the gospel. So here I'm bringing it. He hasn't even gotten to Jerusalem yet, and yet Jerusalem has already rejected God, hmm. and, and it's the, the the city of David, and yet has also killed the prophets throughout its history, right. and so his his heart is broken for the people of God who are rejecting the truth of God. And right before that, in in thirteen, he talks about this narrow door uh, that it's not most people aren't getting into heaven. And so the the message, even though you know we picture Jesus so often as this, uh, I don't know, you know, God in blue jeans kind of. Soft, he's my buddy, Mm -hmm. Jesus is my homeboy, kind of thing. Um, and, And so we then culturalize or contextualize Jesus to fit our 2019 picture, and we end up with hipster Jesus and all these other different things. Well, that, even
0: the more traditional you know, uh, portrayals of Jesus, you know, the paintings and things like that. Yeah. He's got this soft... He's you know, carrying the lamb.
1: Right. He's got his hands on the children. Right. And, and that's right. an important part right, of right, what right. we see. It's interesting for Luke because Luke's whole focus... Is Jesus going to the least, the last, and the lost? Right. So he's reaching to the outsiders, to those that nobody else will deal with. And he he deals gently with sinners, which is really hard. You know, if, if we see that and we miss what we see in 12 and 13, where he's saying, you know, very specifically in chapter 13, he says, Unless you repent, you will all perish. Right. There is no option. Uh, and, and specifically what we're looking at this week, starting with verse 49 of chapter 12 and going into the beginning of 13, he says, I've come to bring fire on the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo, speaking of his passion and his suffering. Um, he's going to be immersed in suffering and, uh, unto death. And what constraint I'm under until it's completed. He has to complete the work before the the fire phase right. kicks in, right. so to speak. <clears throat> and, and he... He says something really harsh here uh, that seems contradictory at least to our normal understanding of Jesus. It's, it's not in any way contradictory to who he is because he's uh, portrayed in a fullness that we usually don't capture in, right. in the way we approach things. And that we know that the Bible is analogous to itself. It's con- internally consistent. So... In verse 51, he says, do you think I came to bring peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but division. In in Matthew, he says the same thing. Not peace. I came to bring a sword. Mm -hmm. Um, But from now on, he says, there will be five and one family divided against each other, three against two, two against one. He goes through how even brother and sister, father, mother, you know we're going to have these divisions. And that's a pretty crucial thing for us to grasp it goes from that into the idea of how the people interpret the weather they you know you see signs and you know they're at the mediterranean so they see a a cloud like much like we do here uh you know we're on the eastern side of lake michigan so when we see clouds rising in the west Mm -hmm. we know rain's coming and same thing would happen for them they see clouds forming over the mediterranean they know what's coming and he chides them and says, what's the matter with you? you? You can see how this works in the weather just from the appearance of the earth and sky. How is it that you don't know how to interpret this present time? In other words, you, you've had the prophecies. You've, you've seen the word of God for all of these times, and you see what's happening. Why are you not putting these pieces together? Why are you not seeing the truth here? Uh, and then a call to them, This he's speaking to the crowd in this particular portion so you're gonna have a lot of unbelievers there as well and he says why don't you get right why don't you judge for yourself what the right thing is verse 57 as you're going with your adversary to the magistrate to the judge try hard to be reconciled on the way or your adversary may drag you off to the judge and the judge turn you over to the officer and the officer throw you into prison i tell you you won't get out until you've paid the last penny so in other words judgment is coming You'd better get right with God before you get there, because when you stand before God, you have no defense. You will pay the price, the penalty for your sin. Well, Paul tells us in Romans that the penalty for sin is death. And the whole Old Testament gives us a very clear and hideous picture of that, uh, because God wants us to make sure we understand there is no forgiveness without the shedding of blood. If you don't, find grace from god if you don't have this paid for you will pay the penalty and so jesus
0: that's scary to think of i mean that's the imagery is just like whoa
1: and that's not an accident i mean jesus is very clearly trying to get this point across So anybody who soft pedals the gospel is absolutely missing it. We just watched Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat at the high school. Fantastic performance, great musical, horrible, (laughs) horrible telling of a Bible story. Pretty typical of the time, pretty typical of the Bible stories that were coming out very uh, very often in the 60s and 70s. So we get the Bible, kind of. It's bible light. So you strip it of any meaning. You strip it of anything that that has any Truth claims. This is the same thing that we do now. We just don't do it as well musically now, perhaps. But we want to have spirituality. We want to quote Jesus. We want to throw things out. But we quote Jesus just like we might the Buddha or Gandhi right. or or whoever else. Right. Oprah. Jesus and Oprah are like on the same level right. for people. We were talking
0: about last week. Even uh, when I did spell in high school, it was the same kind of deal. Like yeah. it's got stories straight from the Bible, but it's kind of like but you've taken all the meaning out. Yeah.
1: So now it becomes something else. You. I mean. They tell the entire story of Joseph without once mentioning God. Now, again, right. it's truncated right, you right, know, right. in a high school performance. But even so, if you watch the movie version uh, with Donny, Donny Osmond or if you watch the the, the play before that, um, the full play, it's the same
0: thing. Right, right.
1: So it's all about a kid with a dream. Mm-hmm. And if you catch a lucky break, you can get there. And it makes for great songs right. and great dances and all that. But you've entirely missed the point. We do that. makes you feel good, right? And we do that with the gospel. <laughs> right. We want a feel good gospel. We want to come up with something that is that is inspirational. So we go to churches that give us Reader Dig- Reader's Digest sermons with happy little stories and and funny jokes. And if you get a preacher who can make you laugh, that's great. But if you watch what Jesus preaches here, it's highly offensive. He he's stepping on toes. And so my grandfather used to say, if If you don't get your toes stepped on, it wasn't much of a sermon. Uh, And so hopefully, as we preach this, the gospel itself will be presented in a way that allows it to be the offense that it is without the preacher being offensive. And I think that's what we see in Jesus is a beauty, an appeal, a gentleness. But the message is still the same. Repent. The kingdom of God is near.
0: That's going to be interesting to dive into in a a society that seems so... uh... Scared to get offended yeah. nowadays. He's,
1: it forces us to make a choice.
0: All right. Well, we'll get in more. Get into that more on Sunday and then uh, next week. So be sure if you have any questions uh, to let us know. You can email us at somethingreal at reallifeonline If you attend real life, feel free to ask questions uh, to Rich or leave a comment. Leave a comment on our live stream when we're doing it. Uh, So yeah, we love questions. We love questions. The more, the more pushback. I love questions because I don't have to answer them. (laughs) The
1: more pushback we get, the deeper we can get into the word.
0: All right. So be sure to look out for that, and we'll see you guys later.